Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It's August the 20th. 2000, two zero, the year of our Lord and the longest decade of any of our lives. We've got another great show lined up for you today, full of all sorts of incredible news and rumors and Dick jokes. Seven days in the making. Mr. Maximus Black. Yep. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. I um, I actually went out and bought a bed. Uh, oh, this a morning. New, a new bed. Yeah. Um. So the other night, um, I don't know if I said this on the podcast last week. Maybe I did. Maybe I just said it on my stream. But um, I was literally just laying in bed watching um video on YouTube. Kayla was asleep. This was like maybe midnight. Mm. Just finished streaming and doing whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden, I heard like the bed buckle a little bit, and um, Kayla woke up. She's like, "What was that?" I'm like, "Uh, the bed did something." Um, so it was. I'm pretty sure, uh, either a spring or. A piece of wood, something under there just kind of like broke. Um, but we've been we've been kind of fielding the idea of getting a bed for a little while, and then like the bed gods were just like slowly uh making the bed worse, I guess. And um, it's this, this bed has been through well, we've had this for 11 years, so since we've been almost together, we've had this bed, so we got our money's worth and some. Um, it's hell, about this the time. The- it's about the time you switch a bit anyway. It's like once every ten years or so. Like if it's a good bed, it's like yeah, once it, every it's 10 a, years. It's a good bed. Like I could, yeah. we could still use it now, and we're gonna hold it for like a second guest room. So yeah, you know, yeah. we have more people over, then they can just go and stay in. An, you know, there'll be multiple rooms with multiple beds, so it'll be it'll be nice to have that there. It's not like we desperately needed a bed now, but yeah. um. We just went out and looked and found a really, really nice bed. We got an amazing deal on it. So we we're like, whatever, pull the trigger on it. Um, it won't be here until like another almost three weeks. But um, and we we upgraded to a king size, too, because the one we had was a queen. Mm. So it'd be nice to have a little bit more extra room and stuff because Kayla tosses around quite a bit. And then also Kayla gets out of bed for Kai early in the mornings. So this mattress shouldn't wake me up as much because usually when I wake up, it's because she's get crawling out of bed and and I can feel it. Um, so hopefully this this helps a, a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, no, we we picked up a bed uh, this morning. We went out and actually ate in a restaurant for the first time like ever, uh, like since this whole Rona shit yeah, happened. Yeah. So we just went to like a little sushi place. Um, it was like it was actually it wasn't even really little. It was a big sushi place, but um, everybody was like spread out. It wasn't packed or anything. So we we ventured and did that. 
so that was nice to like kind of have a little bit of some sort of normalcy instead Exciting. of just eating in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had sushi and then I came home and everybody had a nap. My mom's here. She was out by the pool, I guess, tanning. <laughs> uh, and the <laughs> rest of us, Kai, me and Kayla, we all just uh, had a nap for about an hour, hour and a half. And then uh, got up and came and did this. So, um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a bad morning. It was nice. And like Kayla and I just haven't been out the house together by ourselves mm. since Kai has been in existence. So yeah, it, was yeah, like, yeah. it was like a few hours of just us. It, all, it felt weird because as we were like driving to the places, it just felt like I was going back into like a time capsule to, to a different <laughs> time where we used to do this at a whim. But now, you know. Like obviously we didn't take Kai anywhere. I don't take Kai in any place. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, yeah, it was nice to just go and do that. So that was my morning. Other than that, my week has been the same old same. But ah. this morning was a little different. Oh yeah, you know, well one out of seven, not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mix it up one out of the seven days a week, not bad. Um, same with me, same old same. Uh, the last week has just been, uh, yeah, it's been another week. I didn't get into an uh, another review game yet. Uh, because my week has been, uh, I mean, it's the same old same, but it's just hectic. So my stream schedule is fucked. It's, it's fucked. It's fucked. It's fucked bad. Like yesterday I was online for 12 hours, but I was only technically streaming for about five of those 12, uh, because I am, uh, at physiotherapy now, massage therapy and chiropractor on like some crazy fucking all over the place schedules trying to put my body back together. Um, and they're like the appointments, you know, you gotta just, especially with the Rona, they're spreading shit out like crazy. Yep. So like blessed that we're working from home. I can just decide to go do that shit. Downside is that my stream is like fucked. So uh, like middle of the day appointments, like yesterday I had an appointment at like three 30. Then I had one at six 30. And so by the time I like went to the first appointment, got home and it was like five. And then, uh, so I streamed for two hours first, went to the first appointment, got back, streamed for an hour, went out again, <laughs> was gone for like two more hours, came back, streamed for another like, uh, three or four. Uh, and, uh, just, so it's just been a fucking gong show. So I haven't bothered trying to start another review game because I'm breaking up a game like that is just a pain in the ass, like playing for an hour and then going away and coming back. And I think I'm going to do, instead of Horizon first, I think I'm going to try and, because it's more topical and I haven't already reviewed it, because I've reviewed Horizon years ago, I think I'm going to do Mortal Shell, which is that, that, uh... Oh, that, uh... Dark Souls-type game. Is that out? Yeah. Came out really? a couple days ago. Yeah. Oh. I think Tuesday? Tuesday, okay. Tuesday night? Maybe? Or Wednesday? Uh, I think it was Tuesday night, like midnight release Tuesday. So that's out. Okay. A man's been playing it. I haven't watched any of it yet or seen it because I I'm trying to go in raw. Fresh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I decided to do that instead because it's a game that hasn't been done before yet by me review wise. I'll still probably do Horizon's PC version just when I like. I'll probably use it as a filler game if there's no new releases to do. So other than that, yeah, it's been. The, the like uh, spending a fortune on my body because I had like for the last couple of weeks it was like this during the podcast last week as well um about a month ago if you drew a line down the center of my body my whole right side was like I stroked out I didn't have facial drooping or anything but around like my orbital bone in and above my lip the jaw down the side of my neck my front delt down the side of my arm bicep forearm hand down into my hip like 
weaker, fatigued faster, and it felt like I was two different bodies. It was fucking wacky. So, um, I let that go for a while. And I was like, well, this is not getting any better. So I called the doctor. The doctor said, well, you know, you didn't have a stroke. You're literally impossible with your blood pressure to fucking have a stroke unless you had some sort of crazy thing. And you would have had way more prevalent, uh, prevalent, um, like, uh, symptoms. So she said, uh, go to a physiotherapist and, uh, it sounds like, like neuromuscular, like just, uh, nerves and muscles. So, mm. um, yeah, so did that. And she sent me to a, a, a massage therapist yesterday. That's a specialist in nerves. She was, uh, she has a degree in neuroscience as well as being a, uh, a registered massage therapist for a sports doctor. And, uh, that was a fucking trip show, bro. She did um, like normal massage where, you know, you're getting beat up. It was none of that. So she spent, it was like an hour and it was basically, she was like cradling the back of my head and my neck and doing like manipulations just around my head and my neck. And it wasn't a lot of pressure or anything crazy. And I'm, I shit you not. I got home. I felt like I had just run 46 marathons. I was dead (laughs) fucking tired. Uh, and, uh, and she said, uh, and I had to drink, I had to drink like three liters of water. I was super thirsty. It was fucking whack. And on top of that, I felt like I was like, fuck it. I was on an emotional roller coaster. Nothing was happening. And I was like, one minute I felt like sobbing. The next minute I felt like freaking killing somebody. Like it was all over the place. Um, and so she, what she told me was when she was like feeling around the back of my neck and my head, she was like, her, her immediate response was, holy shit. And then her follow-up response to that was, I've never felt somebody with a nervous system so fucking uh, active as yours. And I was like, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm going to go with probably bad. Probably not a good thing. <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, so she took forever to calm down. She said, normally <laughs> a person would experience relief for like three days after one of these. She said, I'll be happy if you get 24 hours. Um, because your nervous system is all over the place. And then that was apparently confirmed today. So I was like a little like wishy-washy on that. I was like, how the fuck can somebody feel that shit? You know, yeah, she has a neuroscience degree and she's probably smart as fuck, but that doesn't sound fucking like reality to me. Went into the physio today. They did dry needling. Have you ever had dry needling done? Um, I don't think so. So needle it's in... It's not acupuncture, right? No, it's not acupuncture. No. Sim- well, similar in that there's a needle involved, but not really the same thing. So they get a needle down in until it's resting basically on a nerve. And then they send, it's like electro, electric current through that to stimulate the nerve to break up weird nerve patterns and shit in various parts of your body, depending on where you're experiencing issues. So for me, that was my right arm. So she gets that in there, gets it in, hits the electric to it. Bro, I shit you not. It almost like without me doing anything, I almost punched her in the mouth. Like, my arm just went, wham! Fucking just, like, jumped up off the table. I had a shot of pain go down the top of my arm and the top of my hand, and I was, I got a high pain threshold, but even I was like, ow! And then she was like, (laughs) (laughs) and she was like, uh, okay, she she turns it down. She turns down the sensitivity on the, on the, uh, uh, or the intensity on the, the electric. Tries again. Wham! Fucking arm comes up again. I was like, all right, yeah, still ow. And she said, so ow, like your arm's just moving, or ow, like, I was like, No. No, it's an ow. And I, I told her, I said, I, I said, if I'm saying ow, the normal person would have already killed you. So just maybe turn that bad boy down. So she gets it three or four times. My arm is just fucking like, 
<laughs> fucking doing crazy shit. Finally, the last one, she gets it. We get it going or whatever. But she was like, your nervous system reacts like fucking crazy. So, um, the best guess that the neuro girl could come up with was, she said, one of two things causes this. One, head trauma. Have you had any head trauma? I said, no, I barely do anything but sit and sleep. Zero, <laughs> zero negative head trauma. I listen to Jeff once every Thursday. I mean, <laughs> That's about as close as it gets. And she said, okay, so the only other thing that could possibly do this, which could also be related to me listening to you once every Thursday, is she said, unimaginable levels of stress and anxiety for extended periods of time. And I said, great news. It's that. (laughs) (laughs) I had about about four and a half years of exactly what you're describing. And then I had a six month period where I felt like a god. And then we got the Rona. And now I'm right back into that pocket. And she said, it's probably that coupled with the fact that your nervous system is already on like a scale of one to 10, like a 14. Mm. So any amount of like stress or anxiety or whatever that would affect a normal person is like multiplied multiple times on your body. So all the stuff I'm getting in my back, other than looking down a lot, all the shit that I've got in my back and uh, the issues in like my face and my neck, all tension, nerve tension, where everything's just fucking pulling backwards. So now I'm spending $5 billion in physiotherapy and uh, chiropractic care and uh, massage therapy to try and fix myself. Um, do what you got to do. And so that's what we're doing. So uh, that's where that's where we're at. So anyway, that was my week. Not much streaming. Uh, I play a lot of Warzone. Warzone, super fucking broken, but it's the only battle royale that I can stomach for long periods of time. Played some PUBG. It's gotten better. It's just too slow now. Now that I've played mm. Warzone, it's really hard to go back to, like, the snail's pace of, of PUBG, even though there's kind of, like, something calming about that. But regardless, there you go. That was my week. And now it's time, Jeff, to talk about video games. And, oh, Let's do it. there's so much to talk about. I say that it's not, like, a lot, but, you know. Uh, first up, we've got... I want to get this right out of the way. All right. Tim the Tatman, this poor bastard, has been trying to get his dub in Fall Guys basically since the game came out. And it became a storied thing on social media where everyone, every brand was hopping on this because the, 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 the tweet interaction was so fucking high. Every brand was hopping on it. Fall Guys themselves were chirping him for it. He couldn't get a dub if he paid for it for the longest time. And finally, in front of Tim the Tatman's biggest numbers ever on stream, after hours of trying, he finally got the dub. And subsequently, every brand and every everything got on board again and rid, rid that that fucking train one more time. And now finally, maybe we can stop hearing about Tim the Tatman playing Fall Guys because, oh my god, my timeline has been 35-40% to 40% Tim the Tatman playing Fall Guys. He should have milked that a little longer. It's true. He maybe have dragged that out. I think, I think the secret is, is he wasn't actually intentionally losing. I think the secret was that he just couldn't fucking get a win. <laughs> but he got there now. Meanwhile, Dr. Lupo's on, like, win number 4,576,000. It's crazy. Some people just get the dubs. Other people just get shafted. <laughs> and that's the reality of it. Have you played any of the Fall Guys yet? I haven't, no. But I, I, I hear it's a ton of fun. I have to pick it up. It's one of those things. I just got to do it. It's, it's definitely fun. So I played a bit of it. I got, a, I got two dubs on day one. 
and it's fun, but there's definitely a but involved here. This is a game, especially with the level of popularity that it has right now, that if they don't, like, with all the money they've made, they're a small dev team, though, so money doesn't just solve everything, right? They have a lot of server issues still, and there's a very limited list of games. So their iteration process to keep this fresh enough for people to keep wanting to interact and have this kind of, like, massive success they're experiencing right now Mm. is going to have to be super quick. And so that's probably going to be their biggest challenge is taking all this intention they're getting, including companies wanting to pay over 100 Gs a pop to get a fucking skin put in for their their friggin' brand in the game. They're going to need to iterate because you play the same games over and over and over and over. And even in a single day, I was already tiring of the games by like the end of the seven hour session or whatever that I was playing it. So, uh, that's their biggest challenge, but so far they're crushing it. I mean, it was a small game made on probably not a big budget and they've made oh, tons loads. Of money. Oh yeah. They've, they've killed it of money on that shit. Uh, but yeah, Timmy got his dub. Bless Timmy. He's out there. Tim, Tim seems to be killing it more and more as time goes on. Or am I crazy? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really follow him, but he's always been crushing it. Honestly, it's true. He's always been crushing it. The egghead got some strength. Uh, next up, somebody else has got some strength. Epic Games, Jeff. Mm. Some strength in that. Oh, this is yeah. Th- I heard about this. Uh, so Epic and Apple, and in a weird way, uh, Google as well to to a similar degree, are in kind of a three way slap fight for which billion dollar company people want to care about more. Um. And by billion, I mean Apple's what two trillion now, so billion doesn't even apply to them anymore. Uh, but uh, so how this all happened was, and I'm sure some people have got the gist of it, but we'll run over it uh, a bit or go over it a bit here. So, as most people would know, Google and Apple both have, I think, the same cut on the their Play Store for video games and and similar apps. That's a thirty percent cut and uh, of of revenue earned. Which is pretty fucking steep, but when you consider um, that uh, that there's really nowhere else to go, they can ask for 30%, and it just doesn't matter. You don't really get much of a choice. You either get on their platform and get exposed to a shitload of people and users that are used to using and spending money on that platform, or you don't. And that's pretty much the, the, the only thing you can do. On Android, you can sideload apps. But that's for, like, power users, meaning somebody who's, like, more tech-savvy. Gamers are probably in that group, uh, like us, for example. But for the average person, and by the average person, I mean even average person that plays mobile games, sideloading is not something that a lot of people are going to be comfortable with. They're going to be concerned about malware, or they'll be concerned that they're getting the wrong file, or they'll think it's not legit in some other way, or it's just too much work. They just want to go to the Play Store, go to the iOS Store, find the thing, download it, done. They don't want to have to like go through the process of installing um, something uh, side-loaded uh, in, in the Android environment even. So, 30% on both. Epic was looking at that and looking at the money that, that uh, they make with uh, Fortnite, uh, Fortnite Mobile specifically, of course, and said, uh, you know what? We make a lot of money with this game, but we could be making a lot more. Specifically, we could be making... 30% more <laughs> if we if we uh, if we did some things. So, 
uh, they went ahead and they were like, all right, how can we get around this and entice people to use this to make more money and to step away from being used to just spending money that's going to go to Apple or, or Google. And what they did was is that they introduced credit card and PayPal payments for V-Bucks on their game, mobile games, which when you use those payment processing features on their app, is it bypasses the back end for Apple and Google that would get the 30% cut and everything, and it goes everything instead to Epic. Taking that a step further to entice people to actually make use of those features, they included a 20% discount. Woo! Buying V-Bucks through those two methods specifically. So they'd be making 10%, Ooh. right? So yeah. if you got it through the normal means, you were paying full price. If you were going to pay it... Uh, through those two means, 20% discount. So they're 10% to the good, and there's no middleman involved. It's going straight to them. So they go ahead and do that. Of course, immediately, Apple goes, no, you can't do that. That's against the terms of service uh, as a developer and a publisher on the platform that everyone has to follow. So we have to do something about that. So what do they do? They take it off of the iOS store. They don't shut it all down and go nuclear, meaning they don't, uh, they don't block the app from people using it on their phones or whatever. So if you already have it installed, you can still play it. You can even still buy the, the V-Bucks through Epic's means or the, <laughs> I, the, uh, the, the iOS store, uh, the App Store means. It's just that there are no new people going to be able to download that through the App Store. And so they did that and they said... Sorry, guys, you can't be doing that shit. So until you've, you know, you you no longer do that, you're not on the store. Okay, so what happens next? Well, uh, huh. Epic was ready for this. In fact, the way that this all happened... Oh, they set it up, bro. They, 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 they knew exactly what they were doing. They baited the fuck out of Apple and Google both. Yep. Because uh, not long after Apple did that, Google also removed them from the Play Store. Now, Google with Android, it's an open operating system. So there are multiple uh, storefronts, whatever. People can get, you can sideload, do whatever. But from Google's Play Store specifically, they took it down for the same reasons. Epic was ready for that shit. They've, they orchestrated that. They knew they were going to do that. And they wanted them to so they could do the following. They sued them. Yep. They opened up a lawsuit immediately, in record timing, uh, to the point where it was impossible for them to not have already drafted the legal documents and were just waiting for that reaction so that they could serve those documents. And that's exactly what they did. So they served the documents to them and said, hey guys, go fuck yourself, and this is why. We're going to say that you guys are monopolistic in the, uh, the mobile ecosystem, and that 30% is way too much to be asking for the services you are providing um, and you're abusing your agency in the market to be able or, or to charge those prices, <laughs> further separating the money that the end user is is thinking when they buy a game, thinking that that money is going to the developer of the game. Instead, 30% of it is going to you guys instead of the developer of the game. So uh, what makes the timing of that even more appropriate and definitely orchestrated is the fact that uh, <laughs> that both Apple and Google are currently under investigation by the U.S. government and the uh, European Union for antitrust 
uh, or, or anti-monopolistic uh, tendencies or, or being monopolistic. So, um, <laughs> so they know that they already have both of those jurisdictions interested in these two com- uh, companies and they're leveraging that, jumping on that, targeting that specifically, baited them with this, and all of this seems to be in a in a movement to try and get the Epic Games launcher onto these platforms, bypassing the stores so that there's no middleman and Epic can, can get all the money from their games that they have on their launcher on those mobile devices. Um... Look, here's the reality of this, as it stands. We have no idea if the consumer who Epic claims to be backing here stands to gain anything from this situation. What's made it worse is that by doing what Epic did, which included, by the way, spoofing an old Apple ad from the 80s about 1984, and basically weaponizing a bunch of fucking children on Fortnite on social media to back them against this effort and kind of make make them anti-Google, anti-Apple in this weird fucking, like... Uh, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, because yep. Epic knows who plays their games. <clears throat> they put this ad in that they wouldn't know the reference to. They would never understand it in a million years. But it makes... It's literally some weird fucking... Um, it's literally weaponizing kids, essentially, yeah, is what it is. They're going to war, man. They're going to war. They're going to war. They're going to fucking war. So, uh, but whether or not those kids will actually benefit in any way, shape, or form from this remains to be seen. Because ultimately, like I said before, this is these are two massive, wealthy companies, three, technically with Google, in a slap fight for who is going to get the court of public opinion as the underdog. Here's the reality. Nobody's the underdog. They're all fucking massive. They are all able to stand on their own. They all make bajillions of dollars every month. And nobody really wins this from the consumer side. This is literally just a bunch of companies in a pissing match to see who is going to take home more revenue at the end of the year. That's all this is. That's all this represents. So... Do I stand behind what Epic is doing or Apple or Google? I don't stand behind any of them because they all they all are doing something both right and wrong here. Or and by doing something, I mean they're they're not in the wrong inherently. There is nothing there is nothing particularly aggressive about Apple or Google asking for thirty percent when they're curating, especially Apple specifically. I'll talk about Apple because Google's more of an open platform, but Apple is a curated trusted environment by users apple handles a lot of the transactional side the legal side does a, all manner of shit for that 30 percent do i think it should be 30 percent still fuck no but they're at least they're at least not providing zero right they're yeah. not they're, they're not just asking for 30 because they can they're <laughs> at least going out of their way to provide some semblance of service for those that are getting on there and going toe-to-toe with every other app because they've made it past the curation process. But Epic isn't wrong either. We all praised Epic when they took on Steam and continue to in terms of the cut that they give game developers for releasing on their platform. 
where Steam also takes 30%. Uh, or some high, it's 20, some, between 20 and 30% in that neighborhood. Whereas Epic taken a third of that in some instances. Way less. Because they realize that if they take less, one, they're still going to make lots of money for yeah. just hosting them on the platform. But two, they're going, to, they're going to allow for more games to be made by these people because they're getting more money back in their pockets to create or, up, or, or keep up the games that they're releasing on these platforms. So I think there's like, there's like a, a, a... There is an underlying thing at Epic where they are totally trying to do something right, but they're also in it for their own interests in terms oh, of their own bottom line. And the same goes for Apple and Google. You know... Are they overreaching a bit in terms of what they're asking for, what they're providing? Yeah, probably. But does that mean that they're wrong uh, for uh, for having it in the first place? No. no. Um, I have no idea how this is going to go. If this actually does go through court and they don't settle outside, I will be very, very intrigued as to what the judge uh, comes to, like what conclusion they're going to come to, because this is a fucking rat's nest of buzzwords and inflammatory shit like monopoly and fucking like you know uh antitrust and and anti-consumer and blah 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 blah. and uh they're gonna be fighting on two fronts they're gonna be fighting it in the eu who has a totally different outlook on business than north america does they're far more interested in competition in the eu whereas the north american market seems to be more interested in the lowest possible price um i saw a good video today comparing what for example, um, Amazon was able to accomplish that basically wrote out all competition in ebooks. So now that they're 90% of the fucking market, and that's how it worked in North America, where they didn't get away with that necessarily overseas. Um, so there's a lot of nonsense that's going to have to be waded through here. And uh, really, anyone should only get behind uh, any company that actually practices what they preach and does something for the consumer or does something for the people that they're claiming to be defendant of, which until we, this all settles, whether it's an Epic's favor or not, we don't know if Epic is actually in this, what, what they're really in it for. If it is partially for the developers and the consumers, or if it's a hundred percent for profit, what do you think? Oh, profit. I mean, <laughs> definitely for profit. It's just that they're, they, they've, They've lined it up to make themselves to a degree not look greedy and point the point the finger at Apple and Google for the ones being greedy, um, which is the smartest way to do. It's just deflecting what your real purpose here is to make more money. Um, and the good thing is, is, is Epic now has a track record of helping other developers um, get more money. So they 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 look like the good guy um, in this. And let's be real. You know, Apple is the the type of company that brings out a new version of their cell phone for a couple thousand dollars, you know, every every year. And it's well known that, you know, their products are overpriced and, you know, it, it, it's already got this consumer stink uh, around it. So they're just an easy they're just an easy target. So, I mean, I, I think it's a good chess play. Um, But I'm with you. I don't see anybody in the wrong here. I don't see. They, you know, Apple brings a ton of value. I mean, an absolute astronomical value. Um, is that worth 30%? I don't, I don't, 
I would like to think not. I mean, 30% is a lot of money, right? That's, that's a, that's a lot of money. It's not like, you know, a Twitch cut where, you know, your everything is on their platform and they're doing all of the processing. They're, they're creating the tools and everything that you need to even do what you need to do. This is just one place that you can download the game. Um, and sure, there are a bajillion people that have access to Apple uh, products uh, to buy your game. So it, it's it's one of those things like, you know, that I, I like like you said, I, I can't get behind either or because, I, I you know, I like Apple. I like Google. I, I like what Epic is doing, even though I don't really play Epic games. Um, I'm just it's more amusing to me than ever uh, than than anything. I love seeing all these juggernauts just go at it, and they're all greedy, blood-sucking, money-hungry fucks, all of them. But like, you know, hey, welcome to corporate America, and it's it's gonna it, it's just gonna be funny to see who ends up winning this this battle if anything happens. Yeah. I'll tell you, one, I'll tell you one thing: Apple's got the biggest money dick, uh, you know, they, because Apple and Google aren't fighting each other. So you know, Apple and Google can do this a lot longer than Epic can. I don't give a fuck how much money Epic's got. Bro, Apple and Google can whip their dicks out. They go, oh, this is new money here, bitches. We're old money. And we've got that real old, old money. And we don't need, you know, more Fortnite versions of the game to make our bajillions, bro. We're we're <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be in this for the long haul. We're gonna be like this is generational business here. You know, yeah, Epic has been around for a long time. But, you know, they're 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 just in some new real money, like some real big money in the last, you know, five years, four or five years. So we'll see what happens. But let's watch them fight. It'll be interesting. I think it'll settle. I think what's going to happen is I think it'll end up settling before it gets really deep into courts. And I think uh, Apple will uh, and Google will just take a less of a cut. I think ultimately that's what's going to happen. Or Epic can really get crazy, bro, and come out with their own platform to download right on your your phones like on different phones well they have that already it's just that it's it, that's more available for let's say android that's what side loading is they just had the launcher and in fact some phones and part of what epic was talking about for example with google saying that side loading is a thing is that uh, google apparently discouraged some phone manufacturers that are making android phones from um, allowing or having Fortnite pre-installed on phones at launch. Samsung is one of the few, if only that I can think of off the, off the top of my head, where they did it with their flagship Note 9. Mm. They had it pre-installed. Fortnite was on there because Samsung didn't wow. give a fuck. <laughs> Samsung didn't care what Google was, was asking. Well, you know what? Samsung probably sold phones because of that. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, if you play Fortnite well, it's a big ass. I mean, it's like the same size or bigger than my phone. It's a big ass phone. Good for gaming, right? And and uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna sell some phones, or you want to be associated with that, right? You get a the note the note series is is usually seen as more of a productivity phone uh, mm-hmm. for people, but now you attach Fortnite to it and gaming to it, you open yourself up to a younger market, and that's you know that's a that's a big marketing push for them. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a definite rat's nest of of um. Virtue signaling and and fucking profit seeking and uh and and I do not 
I do not envy the judge if it does get to the court, if it actually goes to court. I do not envy the judge for having to wade through the fucking boatload of documents all sides are going to plant on the desk. Here's here's the other, here's the last point is, you know, what Epic is doing right now is they're disrupting a bagillion dollar industry here. And the reality is, is it is a big decision for a judge to make. Because if Epic wins this, how many other apps are going to go, whoa, I don't want to give up 30%. You know, I'm not giving up 30% now. So this is going to have to just be not only Fortnite, but this is going to be a universal change of some sort if Epic, uh, Apple and Google end up taking a hit here. Uh, and so that's why I truly believe that they will spend whatever type of money that they need to spend to win this case keep because, the status quo yeah because you know they they fucked this up and, oh the precedent the precedent changes and oh, they lose a massive amount of footing oh yeah especially so, apple so, because uh, apple is such a closed environment development wise that if they lose this and and uh, and it changes to the point where they can't for example block apps for being on apple if they aren't paying or kissing the ring uh, because that's seen as anti-consumer or or too monopolistic of a situation. Mm-hmm. That, that's going to fuck their business model up. Real pretty good. good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we'll so see. We'll wait and see how it all how it all pans out. But make no mistake, as much as you would might want to get behind Epic, the fact that they got their lawsuits out as fast as they did and got that video out in like fifteen minutes. They're this ready, a, bro. This is all orchestrated shit, and they've been they've been working on this for months yep. and months, and waiting for the appropriate and struck exactly as they're being investigated by the governments. This is this is yep. It's intelligent, but it's, it's fucking snake snake type shit. But hey, uh, next up, as of last week, sometime about a week from now, uh, a week ago now, actually, uh, YouTube. I lost my place. YouTube will no longer send emails to subscribers when new content goes up, even if you have the bell icon pushed. Um, You only get it now through the app, or if, let's say, you're on Google Chrome on a desktop and you have uh, notifications enabled, then you will get notifications. Otherwise, no dice, no emails. Uh, And the reasoning behind this, um, and I don't know how much I believe this, personally uh but there because this is a, this is an, a crazy low number but they said that there was a less than 0.1% engagement rate with those emails sent out i don't know how much i believe that because here's the thing they could have a number that was close to that uh but that would be if uh, that would be them marking down somebody seeing the email clicking the email and clicking the link in the email to get there. Whereas it could be somebody like myself where I have with the bell icon and stuff, I have the, I'll have an email pop in. It's not always notified because you don't get a push notification for every single person. It'll be spread out throughout the day. Like I could be on YouTube and as somebody who has the bell icon, I'll see it like on my computer and then I'll get the notification seven hours later as a push notification on my phone. So it's not like it's fucking instant or great in that way where the email was pretty much like fucking right away. 
And what I would do is I'd see it in my email and I would just go to YouTube and watch it. I wouldn't yeah. open the email. The email was the notification. So I think this is YouTube. If I, uh, I put my fucking tinfoil hat on here, I'll take one of my masks here. You know, my tinfoil hat on here. All right. This is another step of YouTube um, orchestrating you, regardless of what you are asking to be engaged with, putting what they want you to engage with in front of you, and that's all this is. This is them getting closer and closer to just having ultimate control over what it is that you are actually receiving notifications for uh, or what they feel you should be interested in um, as you navigate the website to make them the most amount of money and not about who you're following, who you're subscribed to, whose bell icon you fucking have turned on, what have you. Because as somebody who's interacted with this platform and been an active part of it as a content creator like you and I have now for a decade, um, I have not for many years now felt like I'm getting the notifications for the people that I'm interested in, that I'm engaging with on, an, on a daily basis for years. No, you're like, not. I just, I'm just not. And so I don't know how else to look at it and how to look, but, but when I got the emails, they actually showed up and I'm like, Oh, okay. Got a new, got a new video in. Let's go watch that fucking video. Push notifications. I, I, dude, I'm subscribed in with bell icon on for like a million fucking, like not a million, like probably about 10 people. I'll get one, and, and, and these are people posting daily, because that's how YouTube fucking works. If you don't post daily, you're dead. So they're posting daily. The only things that I've been getting here, I've got, I've got, what is this? I got one, I get one a day from Dr. Disrespect. And I get one a day from uh, one other channel that I follow, and that's the show. Everything else, I got through emails. Yep. And so that's that's my tinfoil hat. Is that this is just one step closer to YouTube being able to continue to 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 kind of lead you as 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 not obviously as possible towards content that they want you to see that makes them the most money. And of course, the doctor's dis- disrespect video with four million views in the first twenty four hours is where they want me to go because the advertising fees on that video are going to be you- orders of magnitude bigger than a video that might only have 50 to 100,000 views of another channel that I follow. Yep. So, um... That's, that's literally what they're doing, dude. Yeah. That's literally what they're doing. Whatever happened to the old days where you subscribe to a channel, and then they, hate, they tell you when a, a video is out for that channel. Those days are gone. Now you got to go through literally three different hurdles a lot of the times to even see the content. Yes. It's like they purposely make it. It's, it's, it's becoming more like Facebook where you like a page and you want to get notified. Pay for it. But if, you know, the only way you're getting notified is if the other person's paying for it or playing the game. Pay ten dollars and we'll. This is literally like a quote from fucking Facebook. Like you click, it's like pay ten. It's like Dude, there's like I'll, a money sign, and it's like fuck. Do you have the the quote there? I might actually have it here. I might actually have it right here. 
Uh, let me go over to Facebook here. Uh, let me try and make a post and see what happens. Create post. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Reach. Okay, here it is. You could reach up to $1,470, or sorry, you could reach up to 1,470 people daily by boosting this post for $25. I have 20, I don't know, yeah, 20,000 followers on my page. It, it's reached a whopping 905 with nine engagements. But if I want them to push it out to more people, they can push it out to 1,400 of them up for, to. For they're, not even saying, they're not even saying all 1,400, but up to 1,400 for 25 bucks. Get fucking Make, fleeced, bro. Makes a whole lot of fucking sense, bro. It's like... They allow you to put posts on your page and then they show you how shitty the posts are doing. And then they say, well, you can, they can do better if you just pay. Yep. Dude, our, our, before they started doing that years ago, our Facebook page on, uh, for like TV, yeah. there'd be like thousands of engagements easy every single fucking post. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's what YouTube's slowly becoming, except that they don't require you to pay. They just bury you under, you know, hitting like buttons and commenting and bell notifications and, you know, every other little fucking thing that you can possibly do. Beg your viewers to hit the like button so that you can just show up in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in somebody else's suggested list. It's wild. <laughs> it's crazy. It's wild. So yeah, say goodbye to email. So I'll, uh, that's, I'll, I'm fucked now because I'm going to have to basically just go to my app every single day and like comb want- through. They yeah. want you on that app. They want you literally refreshing the app yeah. to see what's new. I, that's pretty much what I have to do when I'm uh, when I have my free time. I literally refresh my YouTube app like once every thirty minutes just to see if a video's up. It's crazy, bro. It's wild. It's crazy. Uh, Nvidia sets a an event date for September first, with rumors being that it will be to show off the new three thousand series cards. So in uh, not this, not next podcast, but probably the podcast after we may or may not be, have a chance to talk about the new fancy graphics cards. Ooh. Um, yeah, I mean, the big question will be how, how much more performance are they going to, are they going to get over top of the 20 series cards? And then how much money are these fuckers going to cost? Because the 20 series cards represented the biggest, like, price leap in a long time and i i would be shocked if the 3000 series didn't go up again um which would be crazy i mean like a 3080 ti or whatever whenever it comes out it's probably going to be like a 2500 dollars graphics card canadian uh some stupid amount of money um, yeah i think i paid 20 2200 or something for mine yeah so it's just yeah, nuts, dude it's nuts. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, but we'll 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 wait and see. I'm actually most interested as a streamer in whether or not these new cards will receive a 
another performance increase in the NVENC encoder for streaming, which is what a lot of people now are using in single PC streaming environments. Uh, professional streamers are not. I mean, it's like there are loads of people using that instead of the X264 encoder because uh, it doesn't hit their game performance nearly as much, if at all, by using the NVIDIA encoder. Uh, and it's getting, you know, the 20 series cards got way better than the 10 in terms of video quality. Uh, and now if they get another leap in that, then, I mean, X264 is in some fucking trouble. Mm. <laughs> Not that the X264 is making any fucking money off it or whatever, but it will just be like, you know, we're going to be getting closer and closer to, uh, uh, to having streaming be even more accessible. Graphics card, done. Everything can be done by the graphics card. Two PC streaming would still be useful, but not nearly as necessary to achieve good graphical quality on streams because a lot of people are trying to do 900p, 1080p, whatever. Especially with YouTube now as a competitor to Twitch allowing massive bit rates, YouTube streams literally shit all over Twitch streams now in terms of quality because of the bandwidth limitations uh, on Twitch. And so the better they get, the better it will be for, for stream quality for everyone. And the gap between like your rich high-end streamers and then the starting out streamers in terms of like video quality won't be nearly as huge as it was in the past where you could tell when somebody just started and fucking no idea what was going on. They had $4 in their computer versus somebody who had a bunch of money and knew what they were doing. That's going to go away uh, pretty soon. So we'll wait and see September 1st, uh, just what that brings. But the rumor is right now, it's possible that the higher end cards in this line could be 30 to 40% faster than the 2080 Ti, which Damn. is fucking monstrous it's performance huge. leap. Uh, and so I expect a monstrous price, price. leap to go with it. <laughs> to go with it. Uh, next up, Ghost of Tsushima, which has uh, turned out to be a very popular game, is getting a out of nowhere free multiplayer and co-op update called Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Hits this fall sometime. So this is just the little release thing that they gave about. I'll just read this here. It says, Introducing Ghost of Tsushima Legends, a new cooperative multiplayer experience inspired by Japanese folk tales and mythology. Choose from one of four classes, samurai, hunter, ronin, or assassin, and play with friends via, or play with friends or via online matchmaking in a series of two-player story missions or four-player wave-based survival missions. So that's, that is an update that I don't think anyone in a million years would have thought would have happened, let alone being for free. Uh, but cool idea. It's a very popular game. Releasing something like this um, is, is awesome to see. Um, and uh, just, it's just nice to have that kind of stuff come up for free. I'm sure yeah. there will be, if there's multiplayer stuff involved, there might be the odd microtransaction of like, you know, if you're choosing classes... You're going to be able to like make your character look a certain way or whatever. Maybe there'll be some some stuff like that. But maybe they aren't. Maybe they're just making some good video game fucking content, Jeff. We'll have to find out. But it does, they obviously they did a good job with the game. Lots of people were excited. I'm sure being mm -hmm. able to play with friends will make yeah. people just Very as happy. excited. Yeah. Uh, Warner Bros. have been putting on an interactive marketing campaign for what appears to be a new Batman game. Uh, or something similar, based around the Court of Owls, which I have to have this link here to open up because I'm not that much of a geek. I had to go and find out what the fuck the Court of Owls is. 
there's a special place in hell for automatically playing videos on websites, by the way. I uh, just thought everyone should probably know that, not that they don't already. Let me just scroll down here. So what is the Court of Owls? So, oh, there was no microtransactions uh, is already confirmed. Oh, well, there you go. They're just fucking crushing it, Ghost of Tsushima. Let's fucking go. Uh, so the, co- the Court of Owls is a criminal organization in Gotham City that has existed since colonial times. This was created in 2011 by, Scott, uh, by writer Scott Snyder and artist Greg Capello, uh, Capullo. The Court of Owls were Batman's first main antagonists in DC Comics' new 52 rebooted continuities. So these are uh, Batman's main enemies in their latest continuity line of comic books or whatever. So this is relatively new, I guess, as of... 2011. I don't know how new that is in comic book terms, but uh, it's obviously Pretty not new. old school Batman shit. Uh, consisting of Gotham's oldest and wealthiest families, read probably a bunch of white people, the Court of Owls have used violence and crime to gain political influence throughout history. That sounds an awful lot like a bunch of old white people <laughs> to, carry out, <laughs> to carry out their sinister missions. The Court of Owls use highly trained assassins called Talons. These assassins are actually kidnapped child performers from the circus who were trained to do their bidding. I wonder in this timeline if this is if that's where Robin comes from. Because he is traditionally, I guess, a circus performing family that he came out of, if I'm not mistaken. And so maybe maybe in this timeline, Robin is is one of these kids. I don't fucking know. Sounds fancy to me though. And uh and uh Oh, and then the next sentence in this article, which is coming from Newsweek, says, in case you haven't noticed, there are some parallels between them and how Bruce Wayne recruited Dick Grayson, a.k.a. the first Robin. Yeah, there you go. So, anyway, that's the Court of Owls. And, um, that's what, so it's this big interactive marketing thing where they've been, like, putting cryptic messages and people have been, like, you know, working as a community to figure shit out and whatnot. And this is where they've gotten to, if there's new information, I haven't seen any just yet. But that seems pretty much locked in as to what that would be. Uh, now, what style of game, you know, if it's going to be like similar to the other Arkham games that have come out or if they're going in a different direction, not a clue. But uh, I guess we will find out soon enough. This is obviously, you know, this is a Batman. This is another wave of Batman stuff. we got the new Batman movie coming. Uh, yep. They just released the, the uh, artwork Most for that. Fair. Uh, and, uh, and so with this game is probably going to come out in the same pocket of time, get on that Batman wave. And so we'll learn more probably in the not too distant future about that. And we'll guy, we'll let you guys know when we know more next up. Oh, by the way, I'll ask you this just to get you, get you involved here a little more before I just start reading news all day. Did you play any of the old Arkham games? Like the my no. old, I mean, it was like in the last like seven, no. eight years, maybe never. Never, never, tr- never try them. I've watched a couple of the streamers play a little bit of it. Mm. And it was like more of like the, um, the action-y yes. hand-to-hand combat type, you know, Batman, yeah. which, which is really cool, but I've never, I've never played them. Yeah, I'm so not a I, big comic book, uh, video game guy. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just not. Neither am I. I mean, the, 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 with the exception being, I played younger, uh, you know, Brian a lot, the ultimate Alliance games. Which the new ones coming out is apparently all not not all that hot right now, but the uh, Ultimate Alliance, and then, um, uh, and then I did play uh, the first of the Arkham games, not all the way through, but I played like three quarters of the way through it or, or so. I think they're good games. I mean, they're they're like as far as comic book video games go, they're probably the best that have ever been made. 
uh, critically and otherwise. So, um, you know, there's good reason for a lot of people to be pretty excited about this. Getting another Batman game in that vein would probably make a lot of people quite happy. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty good. So we'll see what they, they come up with with this. I was almost hoping for a Batman game that, that was a, a movie tie-in. I feel like we're at the point now where movie tie-in games could be pretty, should be pretty dope universally. And so I was kind of hoping because it's a dark, you know, this one seems like it's a pretty dark, again, version of Batman. And, uh, and, but a different take on Batman than we've seen. And so I was kind of hoping maybe it was that, but, uh, I don't think that's what this is, unless that movie also is somehow tied into that same timeline. Uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe Edition continues the storied, uh, tale of Nintendo re-releasing, uh, previously released games with, uh, more and more content on the Switch instead of making new video games for the Switch. Uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe Edition was announced coming October 30th, comes with all previous DLC as well as new side, uh, side story missions, and the ability to play story mode with a friend, so there's, mm. uh, there's co-op of some way, uh, or in some form, although to what capacity, I don't know. Uh, and, uh, there was also some leaderboard-related stuff and, uh, whatnot that was mentioned in that article that I read. Um, a lot of big Pikmin, uh, fans, and a lot of people have been hoping for a new Pikmin, i think there was one that was announced like they didn't sh- i don't think they showed anything but it was kind of like a kind of like the new um metroid game where they were like it's coming and then here's a title card uh i i, I want to say maybe I think that's so the too. case i think so too a, a couple years ago or something yeah that sounds right to me sounds um, right as well, yeah. so with this coming maybe that means we might be seeing some more of the new pikmin uh, announced not too long afterwards. This is this is often a trend. You'll see remasters of games or whatever on the on the the front end of releasing new information on a, on the a new game in the series coming. Uh, Pikmin, all very good games. So uh, lots of people will be very excited for that. I'm sure. At least, and I will say this. I know I just chirped them a bit, but at least they also it's not just all the DLC included and call it a, del- a deluxe edition. They even they're including new stuff, new content co-op mode everything else this is like an actual proper deluxe version of a game it's not like they released mario kart 8 deluxe full price have fun (laughs) go go play the same game again uh next up sega will officially aggressively pursue releasing older and newer games on the pc after persona 4 golden did so well on steam uh, so Sega has discovered that lo and behold, very popular video games sell well when you put them on other platforms. Congratulations. You figured who, it out. Who would have known, Jeff? Oh my goodness. That's... Who would have, who would have ever thought that maybe a game that was incredibly popular, even for an insanely niche genre like Japanese RPG slash slice of life dating sim could, if it was that popular on a fucking old ass console as it came out at the end of its lifetime in 2008, sold on Steam for like another 900,000 to a million copies, maybe we should put some more games because as it turns out, Sony not paying us to put all these games out on their platform. So maybe we should do that. So that's what they're going to do. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised now if you're going to hear about Persona 5, and then I think you're going to start to see the window of time in which uh, some of these that are, they're not even like exclusives in the traditional sense, but 
shorter times before they hit PC because Sega has finally discovered that the PC is a great place to make money. Yep. <laughs> and so there you go. Which is great news because Sega does have a lot of like good games that just never make it to the PC. And so this is great news for, uh, for everyone. Uh, next up, we also have the, well, it's that time of year, Jeff. Call of Duty. There's a new one coming. Oh, boy. It's another Already? year. So Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. It's another expansion to the Black Ops line of games. It's Black Ops Cold War was announced. The show to teaser off with that you know, footage of the, uh, the famous discussion, the Russian guy talking about uh, basically the, how to destabilize a, 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 a foreign country can be destabilized and play the long game politically 10 to 20 years. And then you're watching him talk about this and it's an obvious tie into what we're watching in the U S right now. Um, that's exactly what they're doing. So call of duty getting even more political than usual. Uh, and, and definitely making, uh, use of the opportunity given the current political climate, uh, climate in the States to, uh, leverage that. Uh, but no gameplay. But guess what? You know what it's going to look like, Jeff? What? Call of Duty. You know what it's going to play like, Jeff? Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Uh, you know who's going to play it? The people who play? Call of Duty. There you go. Don't expect any surprises. (laughs) It's going to look, play, sound, exactly like every other Call of Duty since basically Modern Warfare. Yep. It's going to look prettier. It's going to run smooth. And that's the show. The biggest question will be, what did, what do they do with Warzone? Because Warzone is a big player for them now. Do they well, shift they- Warzone to the Black Ops line? Do they, uh, do they do what they're doing with the Modern Warfare um, full-blown game where you can only get access to that version of multiplayer if you own the full game? where you unlock guns that you can only do there to bring into Warzone. You know, they have all sorts of ways in which they're trying to edge people into buying the full game instead of just playing Warzone. So I suspect there will be guns that you can only get in Cold War multiplayer that you can bring into Warzone and shit like that, I suspect, um, at the very least. But Warzone is so big that, uh, that it will probably hop between versions of games to some degree. Uh, and then the second big question is, how many hard drives are we going to have to own in order to install it? Too many. Too many. <laughs> that bitch is over 200 gigs, Jeff. Warzone's own now is like over 100 gigs. It's like 127 or 112 or some shit. Yeah, it's insane. No. For a battle royale. It's no. not even the full game. It's just one the answer mode. Is, the answer is no. It's, it's one mode. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The last stop. Oh, we get to watch something now, Jeff. We get to get oh. a little, get a little watchy watch on. All right. I'm down. Yeah. The full game. Yeah. So that's just Warzone. The full game is over 200 gigs. So buckle the fuck up for your hard drive. Literally you have a terabyte hard drive and one tenth of your hard drive. Or gone one by fifth, Call of Duty. One fifth. Sorry. Of your hard drive. Gone. Call of Duty. To Call of Duty. It's crazy. So I have that timestamp for you, so you should be good there. Yep. You can just let me know whenever you're ready to go. So I'm good. We're going to be watching Black Myth Wukong, which is a um, <laughs> which is a uh, gameplay basically of this just came out here, I think maybe yesterday, day before, somewhere in that neighborhood, not very long ago. It garnered a ton of attention. 
Uh, and it's an action-adventure RPG based on the Journey to the West mythology, which has been used in games in the past. There was one on an Xbox platform, I think, eons ago. I can't remember what the fuck the name of it was, but... Uh, anyway, it's the Monkey King, it's Wukong, he's in a bunch of stuff. A lot of, like, Zoomers and, and Millennials be like, That's the character from League of Legends! Well, okay, well, it's mythology. And, uh, that's what this game is based on. It looks very Souls-like in nature. We're gonna give a little look-see to this section. There is a full 13 minutes, as you can see at the bottom of your screen, if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, on audio, there's a 13-minute gameplay trailer. We're not going to watch all of it. I've skipped to a part for Jeff and I to watch here, but if you're interested, Black Myth Wukong official 13 minutes gameplay trailer is available. This is a game coming out of China specifically, so uh, get ready for some Mandarin if you hear it. That's why. Three, two, one, go. So right off the rip, not an ugly game, Jeff. Looks pretty good. No, it's pretty. Very pretty. And this is on a YouTube... This is not recorded well at all, by the way. Uh, but it still looks good, which tells you on an actual, like, the game itself is probably very pretty. Great animation right off the rip. Good voice acting, too. This is like another Souls-like game. Yeah, so there are other sections of this gameplay video where you can see him taking on regular mobs and stuff of that nature, uh, as well. But, uh, I don't think- I wouldn't call it, like, 100% Souls, but there's heavy influence. But then again, the action RPG genre has kind of just taken into the fold yeah. Souls-like formula stuff, so a lot of it's gonna look like that anyway. Very pretty game. It looks fantastic, yeah. I, it looks like the Unreal Engine to me, but it's getting hard to tell these days, I don't fucking know. Uh, I'm gonna guess probably given that, that, you know, it's epic, and uh, Tencent has a 40% stake in that bad boy, and so I'm guessing that Unreal is very heavily used in Chinese game development. Really good animation is what I take away from this, more than just the fact that the game looks good. Yeah. Like the, that's uh... Cool. I like that. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, 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 there you go. Oh, that's an awesome, that's an awesome, uh... Distraction move. So apparently yeah, there's yeah. like 60 or 70 different moves in this game that he can do. Oh, he had enough of your shit. Up. Yep. I really like the smoke animations. Alright, he got this weapon earlier against another boss. Really nice fire and lighting off of the, the staff onto the characters. You know what's really good about this demo as well is that it's actually somebody playing it. It's not just fucking yeah. tool-assisted crap, and it still looks good. It's obvious they're- they're playing it up, because they- they know this boss, so they can kind of be cinematic about, like, they're gonna slow walk and shit, but, uh... Looks great. Oh, he's on fire now, too. 
Yeah. Boss. I really like these games, man. Like, there, there, there's a lot of them coming out, and part of me feels like it's getting a bit oversaturated, but at the same time, they're all just kind of unique enough. When you do them right, this is this is definitely the evolution oh, cool. of the action-adventure genre, right? Yeah. What I'm waiting to see is in the future where this gets shifted into more open-world environments and done better in that, because right now, these closed environments kind of is like the, the barrier. Mmm. Yes, I can not read those symbols. It's an ugly-ass hand. Oh shit, he was stopped by another Wukong! It's Wukongception! Good camera work in this game. From what we're seeing. This game looks wild, bro. Yeah. Wow. Look at the set pieces. Yeah, a lot of big set piece stuff. So in case anyone hadn't already figured it out, uh, Dragon Ball Z is basically Wukong Light. <laughs> Look at that, they're fighting in the clouds. Yeah. Wow. Bro, I'm fucking with all of this. Yeah, bro. He sounds like he's been chanting that for a while and he's getting real tired of it. <laughs> That's cool. When's it coming out? Uh, no... No release, no, uh, no release date or anything like that. Just That was just like the first... That was basically the first, to my knowledge, anyone's seen anything of the game. They just released that trailer. 13 minute gameplay. Damn. That's how it's done. Under Damn. the radar and then just smack people in the face with 13 minutes of sexy gameplay and just walk the fuck away. Don't don't tell them release dates or anything like that. Just, you know, make your game, make it good. But, you know, uh, there you have it. That it looks good. Uh I'm definitely I'm definitely intrigued. Um I don't know what else to say about that. Mortal Shell. I don't have anything else to say. Let's Mortal do it. Shell, similar like you said. I mean, Mortal Shell is more of a direct, a direct uh, attempt at Dark Souls, and that even the aesthetic is very similar to Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, but this is like in a different branch altogether, but still kind of using a lot of the set piecey stuff, the big boss battle stuff, uh, what have you, that makes Dark Souls so popular. By this, what it looks like face value. Uh, and so, yeah, that was good. So there you go. That's Black Myth Wukong. So the 13-minute gameplay trail you guys can watch on YouTube at your leisure. Uh, and uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that and update you guys if any interesting information comes out. Because 
It looks like something to keep track of. Yep. No question. Mr. Black. Yeah. I have a question for you. What's up? I have this thing where it's very therapeutic. You know, when you have bubble wrap and shit, and you're just popping bubbles. Mm. And you would like doing it when you're a kid. And, you know, yeah, it feels good when it's the big bubbles, but we all know that the real, the real good shit is the small bubble pop. And mm. just one at a time. Don't be the heathen that rolls it up and fucking pops the whole thing in one go. Now you're just an asshole. You just sit there, you just, just give your little pop, 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 pop. All right? The problem is this, Jeff. I haven't received a package that has anything like that in forever. Mm. They're just giving those big, single fucking airbag-ass packages. I can't... You pop it once. It's not satisfying. I need something to replicate the feeling of popping many bubbles... Preferably with some visual stimulus, if possible. Do you have something for me? I do. Um, it's called a stream deck. Okay. And essentially, the buttons are like little bubbles. Mm. Now, when you press them, they don't pop, but they make things pop up on okay. your monitor. Okay. So, for example, if you want to open up our YouTube channel, and our YouTube page because YouTube just doesn't want to give any notifications. You can do that by just hitting the little icon that we have. Could be a technical alpha icon that you can put right on your little button and you can pop that button and then boom, YouTube page pops up. Maybe it's your favorite artist, your favorite album. You just want to set the mood at your computer desk, you know, hit Marvin, hit Marvin Gaye button. Next thing you know, it's going to be playing some Marvin Gaye. You want to open up a stream? You want to open up our podcast? You want to, hey, you play in this flight simulator, which looks pretty fucking dope, by the way. Mm-hmm. And you want to have some buttons? You want to have a button to start the engine, to open up the flaps, to put on your plane blinkers, if they even have blinkers? Maybe you just button. want to press autopilot because you're bad at flying and don't want to kill people. There you go. You can do that via Elgato Stream Deck. If you don't already have one, you all got to get one. Like, now. That's right. They are available. They are available. What is hard to come by right now is the Elgato Microphone Wave products. Mm. Those, are, those are sold out everywhere. But keep checking. Kind of like your YouTube notification system that is their lack of. All you need to do is just keep refreshing the page. And at some point, they'll become available. They will become available. Jeff, as I as I age and I want to I want to you know I have more time in my days these days because I'm not going anywhere, but you still want to take care of yourself once in a while. You know, you get mm. some self-care, right? Mm. And when you get the beard, sometimes it's not good enough to just get the electric razor out and you know, trim it up and just pretend like you actually shaved your face to make it look a little nicer. Sometimes mm. you want to go the extra mile. In mm. order to do that. As a man, everyone knows you have to have good lighting to be able to see the beard and yes. see what you're doing. Do you have some for Because the lighting in my bathroom is not cutting it. I, I, I think I might. I do. It's called the Elgato Key Light. Mm. 
And what you can do is you can uh, you can have white light, you can have yellow light, you can have bright light, you can have dim light, you can have all the lights. Heck, you can even control it via your smartphone. Heck, you can control it via your stream deck if you really wanted to. You can control it all through it all with the Elgato key light. Now available everywhere. This isn't sold out everywhere. You can actually pick one of these up right meow. Link is in the description below. Shout out to our sponsor, Elgato. You all got to get at least one of these products because they keep the lights on here. Literally, physically, and financially, they, they keep the lights on here. So go and buy the products because they're awesome. Now, Mr. Black. Yes. Included in the umbrella of self-care, sometimes you just get to spend some time to yourself and watch what uh, you might call some foreign films. Mm. And when you want to watch some foreign films by yourself, maybe light some candles and uh, experience the wide range of products brought to you by Vaseline, you want to be able to do it without having anyone know about it because it's really, it's just for you. It's Mm self-care after all. It's not called we care. It's called self-care. Do you have anything for me uh, that could help me accomplish just that? And my possible foreign film addiction? It's called NordVPN. It's called a VPN service, guys. And you know what? Today we've got a special announcement because things have changed just a little bit. You get now. I'm going to make sure I get this right because I'm used to saying the same thing every week and it's changed. All right? On a two-year plan, it's 89 bucks. Plus, you get one month free when you use the promo code OTT. That's a 68% discount. You missed out on the 2% before. You missed out on it. It's gone now. That's okay because there's still 68% remaining. Oh, it's still okay. And it's less of a commitment. So before it was on a three-year term, which you had to spend a little bit more money, but you got an extra year. But now it's on a two-year term. You get 68% off, and you get one month bonus for free, and all of the other conditions still apply. So 30-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked. If you don't like the service within 30 days, get your money back. Still up to six simultaneous uh, devices can be used. Uh, You still use it all the same way. Stay safe, stay anonymous, watch different regions of Netflix. Go and do all the things that Adam discussed. You can do you can do it all with NordVPN. Everybody needs a VPN in 2020. The internet is getting crazier. It's getting not as safe. So safety yourself up and get yourself NordVPN two-year term. It's only 89 bucks. Two years, one month, because you get that bonus, and 68% off. Link is in the description below, or if you're listening to this via audio, it's nordvpn.com slash OTT. Nordvpn.com slash OTT. Now, I've gotten my foreign my foreign film addiction out of the way. I've got my self-care. My face is shaved. I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. I'm relaxed. And now I need to hear about video game and movie news, Jeff. How, mm. how can I help... My favorite podcast continue to grow and flourish in the uh, the the new age of YouTube and beyond. Well, it's called Patreon. You can go over there. It's patreon.com 
slash lag TV. I think we've gone up a little bit. I actually checked yesterday. I actually checked yesterday, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, we have gone up. Let me go double check. It's going to get real here. I'm going to sell out. Mm. Get ready for it. Patreon's taking forever to load. It's still loading. In the meantime, hit this like button on YouTube. Leave a comment. YouTube is just effing everybody up right now. Ideally in the first hour, which, unfortunately, if you're listening to this right now, you're already 19 minutes too late. But in the future, before you even watch it, just hit it. Hit the like button. Like button and comment, and then go back and edit your comment later if you need to. I like that. I like that. We officially have 349 Patreons. We need one more hero on there to hit the 350. Who's going to be the hero? I don't know. I don't know, but it's got to happen. Patreon.com slash lag TV. When you guys support directly, you can, uh, if it's $10 or more, you can uh, ask some questions during our tech support uh, section or or, uh, segment of the podcast. And you get to support what we're doing. We're still going with this. It's been over three years. How crazy is that? That's right. It's It's been over three years. We're still going. We're going to keep this train going as long as humanly possible. So supporting it definitely goes a long way. And if you can't, like we said before, a great way to do it is by just hitting the like button and sharing. It's really that simple. It is that simple. All all the sellout I'm doing today. Well, then you know what's next, Mr. Black. Movies and TV. I have one thing in this list. Maybe you have more that you've heard over the week, but the one that I found uh, out the other day that that I knew was probably going to happen, but it still hit me as hard anyway. Lawrence Fishburne confirmed to not be returning as Morpheus in The Matrix 4, which reduced my interest in this movie at least 15 to 20%. Mm. Even though I know canonically Morpheus is dead as fuck, let's be honest, this entire movie is one giant canon juggling gong show from beginning to end. Who fucking cares about canon if you're making The Matrix 4? You want... Lawrence fucking Fishburne back as Morpheus. I agree. If not need Lawrence Fishburne back as Morpheus to make it the Matrix. Like, how weird is it going to be to see Neo and Trinity and zero fucking Morpheus? This is going to be freaking weird. Well, okay, so let's back up the fun bus a little bit. Morpheus is in the movie, but apparently the movie is based around young Morpheus. So from what I'm hearing is it's actually trying to save young Morpheus. So I don't know if they're going back in time or, you know, it's the Matrix. So it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Again, at this point, do whatever the fuck you want to do. There is an actor playing Morpheus. Um, Right. What people are complaining about and what Lawrence Fishburne has come out and, and people are really feeling bad for him because he said, I wasn't even asked to be in the movie uh, in any way, shape or form. Basically saying, this movie is arguably my most famous and most recognized uh, role that yes. I'll ever have in my career. Yeah. And the fact that all of my co-stars have had an opportunity to reprise their role for this new trilogy, um, I'm not given the same luxury. Basically, he was he didn't like come out and blast them, but he's basically very disappointed that he hasn't had the opportunity. Who wouldn't um, be disappointed? Are you kidding me? Is it fucking uh, the dude literally played Morpheus for the three movies, and now they're going to do a movie centered around Morpheus, and not even like 
ask him to like come in and have input on yeah. the on the young character or whatever the fuck. And I mean, it would have been it would have been nice to even have more old Morpheus in there in some. I'm, it's the Matrix, bro. They could figure out a way to like you know bring him in to have a dialogue or or to to talk to young Morpheus or uh, whatever the case may be, right? Just to give him an opportunity. But here's my only hope is that if that's what this next movie is about and it's they're doing another trilogy, is that that's only for the first movie and then they bring Lawrence Fishburne oh. back in the following two. It's po- it's very very possible. Yeah, you, ha- you can't do what Star Wars did and not reunion the fucking characters that defined the original trilogy that may- was mostly the reason anyone gave a fuck about your movies. They don't don't make that same mistake. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it, especially if there's no real reason why that's the case. But I got to keep it a hundred, Jeff. Keep it a hundred. What the fuck have the sisters made since the Matrix that anyone gives a fuck about? It's a trick question, Jeff. They haven't done anything. <laughs> well, and I think so, it's just one of. I think it's one of them right now, and it's. I think they're collaborating. I don't. I don't. I think she's collaborating with some. I don't know. I even know. Honestly, dude, I haven't dug in too deep with the Matrix quite yet. But uh, you know what the I'm, two things to hear about the Matrix right now, Jeff? Lawrence Fishburne isn't reprising his role as Morpheus. And um, the sisters are now wanting to talk now more about the fact that the Matrix trilogy was a trans transformational allegory trilogy, and that's all you're that's and that's that's all we're hearing about now. That's all I that's all I see about it, which is fine. I have no problem with the original Matrix trilogy being about that. It's obvious to a degree, or you can at least see hints of that or what you can make sense of it. They said that the industry wasn't ready for it and they made efforts to kind of make it more obvious, but the, but the, uh, the, uh, who was it at the Warner brothers? Who was it mm-hmm. that, that, uh, what they, they were like, we can't, can't do that. Uh, you know, there was one apparently that was going to be, I think it was Switch, was supposed to be one gender on the outside of the Matrix and one gender on the inside to make it a little bit more obvious what was going on there. But I gotta, I gotta be honest with you, and this is going to sound very fucking uh, big-headed and, and just uh, thinking, uh, you know, uh, selfishly here, but this, this, is, this strikes me as not dissimilar to... Um, um, jk rowling and the harry potter shit where she's like retroactively like oh this character was gay the whole time and this character was like um you know was was this or this character had this thing this character had this thing not the notion that those that might be reality that doesn't bother me but it strikes me as like opportunistic of the times to take a film that that almost nobody would have seen the Matrix films and and even Thought. made that connection, obviously yeah. because they weren't allowed to apparently, if that is the case, put more of those hints in. I got to be honest, it just sounds like they're trying to drum up t- discussion about the Matrix films because they haven't done anything since the Matrix. They had nothing else to roll with. And it just sounds as like a, a way of getting shit kind of going... Um, uh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe if they if it is cool. But I just like 
It just seems fucking opportunistic to me, and I don't 100% believe it. My opinion changes fucking nothing about it. And again, if it's the, if it is the reality of it, I don't care. The Matrix, the first Matrix is still one of my favorite movies of oh, all time. Fire. And yeah. in my top 10 movies of all time, not going to yeah. change my opinion of it whatsoever. But it just strikes it fucking weird to me that that is uh, the platform that they're now rolling with uh, at this point. So I think everything yeah. in 2020 is just agenda driven. You know what I mean? And so I, I just make a good fucking movie. I really, it's a, it's a shame that Lawrence Fishburne is not in it, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. And like, like, like you said, um, it could, it could be that he might be in the next ones. Right. That's my so, hope is that if they're doing that, if it's young Morpheus that eventually they bring him in some way, you just fucking have the reunion. For God's you know, sake, he might even be. He might even be in the credits. I, I don't know. Like it, it would be, and who knows? I think what it is, what's going to happen, is if the Matrix Four does really well, then they're going to film five and six back to back, and then I can almost guarantee you, as long as Lawrence Fishburne doesn't implode on social media and go fucking crazy on Warner Brothers, uh, then I can see him being in these later films, yeah. uh, to some degree, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, on one hand, I'm looking forward to the Matrix 4 because I'm I love, I'm pumped. I love the Matrix. On the other hand, I just, I just want them to make a good movie and for fuck's sakes, do not try so desperately to like turn it into a political platform. Please, God, please just give me the Matrix. <laughs> just, <laughs> just give me the Matrix. Like the irony is I need the Matrix to escape just like they would have used the Matrix to fucking trick humanity into thinking everything was fine. I need that right now. And yeah. probably by the time this this movie comes out, I will still need it. So just give me the fucking Matrix for God's sake, please. Uh, anything else happening in the world of movies that you know of, uh, Mr. Black? No, not really. Lots of theaters are opening up. Yep. Um, there's been box offices now, so numbers are coming in. Obviously, they're they're pretty fucking low, yeah. um, but it's to be expected. Um, more and more theaters are opening up here in Canada. Our theater is open. I drove past there yesterday, and it was like packed. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like legitimately. I wouldn't say packed, packed, but a lot more than I thought. More like than to you the point where expected. I was a little, yeah, where I was like, whoa. People maybe there really, shouldn't like, be that many people there. <laughs> that's what that was. Honestly, I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe there'll be like. You know, 20 cars out there, not like 120 cars out there, you know, yeah. uh, but anyway, and that was like in, in the afternoon uh, on a Tuesday oh my or God. Wednesday. Okay. So like, you know, I was like, holy fuck. Okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, there hasn't just been, a, there hasn't been a lot of news because uh, things are just still fucked. Um, a lot of movie productions are going back into filming now. Um, so a lot of them are, are, they have their own bubbles and they're doing you know their own little thing yep. there to keep keep uh production going um so the movie industry is slowly starting to pick up again but you know once again we'll see what happens come you know the fall when school gets back in and you know we'll 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 see what happens ultimately but um it's on the up for the movie industry right now as as crazy as that sounds it's, it's like a it's a small it's a small liftoff. Any any amount of up is better than than yes. no amount of up right now for them. So yes. that's yeah, that's good to hear. Uh, and I guess that's it. 
That's it. That's it, which means it's time, Mr. Black, for... Tech support. <laughs> I was trying to think if there was any shows and stuff I've uh, I've been watching, but we haven't really watched it. We watched the first season of um, The Last Kingdom. Oh, right. Um, yes. Yeah. How was that? So, yeah, it's good. It started off slow, but it's, it's good. It, it's kind of like a budget Vikings, but as the show is now starting to get deeper in, you can see their budget is starting to go up. Yeah. So, um, and I think there's like four or five seasons of it. So we're, we're slowly watching that. Um, we're going to try and watch project power here. I might watch that tonight. It's like a new Netflix with Jamie Foxx and, um, um, what's his face? Um, anyway, the guy, fuck, somebody will say it in chat. Uh, good looking dude. Oh, Uh, um, Oh, uh, no. it's like three syllables for his, uh, uh Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh, yeah. Levitt. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember yeah, the name so. of the fucking show, but, or movie, but I know what you, you're talking about. It, wait, it, is it, it's like another, it's like another fucking like pill movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you take a pill and then I think for like five minutes power. after it gives you a power and it can be really good or really bad. Yeah. You know, it, uh, so it's a cool concept. Yeah. Um, I hear it's like, it's a good time. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Some people are like, eh, it's a, it was an amazing concept that got, you know, uh, that didn't really go in as deep as they really wanted it to. But I don't know. I really like Jamie Foxx, so I'll probably check it out. And it's on Netflix, so why not? Uh, Yeah, we haven't watched anything major either. Uh, honestly, it's been so hectic around here, and M's been helping with man more and more, so we haven't had a lot of time to sit down and watch anything. Um, she's been watching like random movies and stuff here and there when she can on her phone, but we haven't sat down and watched much. So yeah, I can't think, I don't think there was anything. The only thing I'm looking forward to right now, like we talked about last week was that new movie coming up. That's, uh, in September, whatever with, uh, what's his face, uh, from twilight fucking uh oh robert pattinson yeah robert pattinson yeah that 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 movie uh the devil all the time mm. that's like the one thing I'm, I'm really looking forward to um all right tech support every week patreon.com slash lag tv ten dollars and higher is the tier you get in on this uh i post up a uh a post on the patreon page um uh, that you can ask your questions it's called tech support and, uh, and then we answer as many of those as we can. Yes, sir. This week, first up, we got Mark Furry asking, what's something you take care of or you take way more care of than is necessary? That I take way more care of than is necessary. Or maybe mm. spend too much time on something that doesn't need that much time, but you do it anyway. Um, Nothing. I, I can't really think of something that I, that I spend too much time, time on or take care of that it would be too much. I I don't know. I like, I'm just such the type of person that just jumps in and does whatever it is. Like I'm I'm not a, I'm not a meticulous person. Mm. Uh, I'm a very like instant gratification jump in get it done don't care like almost being underprepared is better for me because mm. it's just how i it's just how i am I, I i 
I I just overanalyze things. If I if I sit down and and I it stunts my ability to just get her done. I'd rather just jump in and do something, and then figure it out on the way uh, through experience than just try and overplan. So I'm not. I don't really spend time doing much. Yeah, uh, everything for me. <laughs> I don't argue that. Uh, I I'm I well I sh- I'll clarify that. So anything I give a fuck about, I spend an enormous amount of time on. So, um, more than necessary. Some, you know, sometimes that's a benefit. Sometimes it's a detriment, but it's just my personality. If I give a fuck about something, I will spend an enormous amount of time on it, uh, to a fault. Um, and sometimes that pays off and sometimes it doesn't pay off, but that's the way I've, I've always operated. Um, I mean, the biggest thing for that would be like, I guess, like my audio visual stuff for my stream. Uh, it's almost hobbyist at this point for me where I just dick around with shit and, uh, and just constantly eek less and less out of it, but more and more or more and more out of it, I should say, to like make it sound better, like our podcast audio or anything like that and make sure like whatever. And you know, if for the, if for 99% of people, nobody notices the fucking difference, but I do. And really, I'm selfish. I'm the only person that matters. So if I see it, I'm happy with it. So it's like, you know, our, our, despite doing this over Discord, our podcast audio is probably better than uh, almost any podcast you listen to done in a studio. Because a lot of people don't know what the fuck they're doing. They just have all the money and they put a bunch of studio shit together. And they don't know what the fuck is going on. And they make a podcast sound like ass. Whereas we're doing this over Discord and it's probably going to sound better than most of those. Uh, and I'm not even treating the audio all that well. I mean, it's literally just, I take the audio off this video in audition. I, I put the video file on my audition timeline, make it mono, level the audio, and that's the show. Whatever we're getting is just what I have for my mic settings for the stream, whatever Jeff has, what he has for his stream, and we just, fuck, that's the show. Um... Seth asks, favorite candy bar and why is it Butterfinger? Fuck a Butterfinger. I'm not a Butterfinger person. Uh, my favorite is uh, probably Kit Kat. I love me a Kit Kat bar. Um, I love Kit Kat. I love Mr. Big. And I like Twix. Those are like my three go-to. And they're all kind of the same-ish. I Like Twix and the... Uh, Mr. Big are very similar, like in terms of like just how it tastes. Mm. Um, but Kit Kat is just Kit Kat is just a good bar because you just break little pieces off, have them as you go. Um, yeah, that, those those are my jams. I'm a I'm a oh, I'm a Wonder Bar, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, mm. and. Uh, Somewhere between the third spot would be somewhere between a three musketeer and a crispy crunch. Mm. That's that's like the the top four, third place. I have, I have no idea, but you know, Wonder Bar. I don't eat chocolate bars pretty much ever, but if I if I'm getting one, odds are I'm going to buy a Wonder Bar first and foremost, and then Reese's peanut butter cups, which they changed the recipe of at some point in the last fucking like 15 years, and it pisses me off because they don't taste as good as they used to. And then Krispy Crunch or uh, or a Three Musketeer at the bottom. Uh, Will asks, uh, Lake House or Beach House? 
Oh, Lake House. I'm Beach every. House every time. No, man. Dude, there's just some the thing is with the beach is I guess like I get it. I I I am I like the quiet of a lake of a lake mm. house. It mm. just feels more of of an escape. Like uh it feels like a like a sanctuary, like a like just a place of peace. You know, lakes are calm, you know. They're, they're you can you can jump out on a on a canoe, maybe do a bit of fishing. Just kind of, you know, you can jump on a sea do sp- speed around. You can jump on a boat and just float um, and just relax. It's, you know, uh, the beach. I like a beach, but I don't think I'd like to live at a beach. A beach is one of those things where I'd like to go to visit, to have a beach day, to go out. I'd rather live on a lake and then go to a beach. I love me some beach once in a while, but I just find a beach more. It's more populated. It's noisier. Although I do love the sound of the ocean, I'm not sure I would want that all the time. Uh, because then, going to the ocean wouldn't feel like going to the ocean. So I, you know, I still can do almost all of the things at a lake that I can do at a beach, minus a lot of the time all the shitty sand uh, and and dragging through the sand and everything else. And it's private. It's quiet. Uh, I'm a lake guy all the way, all the way, not even close. Yeah, I would do, I would do a beach house now, like keeping in mind, you'd be like a beach house, not like you'd get in like California or some shit where it's basically just like a row of houses that just so happen to be on the beach. Because when I think of like a lake house and a beach house comparison, you're comparing like a lake house, which is going to have like not another house for probably few acres, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I would, in Nova Scotia, you can get a beach house in the same idea where you have, uh, you have front, cause we're an island. We're fucking, we yeah. have loads of beach. So here in Nova Scotia, you could have a house that's, you know, a, you're, you can see the ocean. You're on the beach. You walk to it in like two minutes and there's not a lot of it house. though is like, a lot of that is like rocky though. Like I've looked at beach houses and a lot of them here yeah yeah you're on the beach but it's not you're not you're not really on the beach you're you're on the ocean and usually there's like a path that you can get to but it's very rocky and not it doesn't feel like a beach and a lot of depending on where you live it's not even swimmable like you know you it's like um well it's it's the atlantic ocean it's freezing exactly Um, yeah not only that but just like just the grounds of it and and the ability to just kind of it's not like your standard beach where you just you know, take off your shirt, put your stuff down, put out an umbrella and just run into the beach. A lot of it is just like jagged rocks. It's not, it's not it's there for man to, 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 well, to I'm going to, I'm going to assume when somebody says a beach house, that it actually includes a beach that's usable, uh, and not just jagged rocks and, and, yeah. and life ending injury. So, uh, <laughs> in that regard, I, I, I go for the beach because, uh, for the reasons, some of the reasons you mentioned that you wouldn't want. So, uh, the sound of the ocean for me would be a, a positive. I, I, the sound of the ocean is calms me the fuck down. So, um, having that in the background, uh, when you're sleeping or when you're out, uh, whatever is calming for me. I also, uh, salt air is some mystical, magical fucking shit that, uh, you sleep better with salt air. Your hair is better with salt air. Your fucking skin is better with salt air. Uh, like your, your salt air opens up your friggin', uh, nasal passages. Ask the last time a fisherman's ever had a fucking stuffed nose. The answer is never. 
there's something about being on a beach in a beach environment, just the environment around the beach that is that is very calming and 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 kind of healthy in the regard in that regard. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not even a big sand person, but it's mostly for those reasons because I love I love the sound of the ocean. I love the ocean in general. Uh, and the ocean air, it's like when I go down to the family home and we're within the stone's throw of the ocean, I sleep like a fucking rock. Like, there's just something weirdly fucking crazy about ocean air. So, um, yeah, that would be, that would be, uh, for, for me. Not, you know, not for the water sports or whatever. Obviously, all that's easier on a lake. You know, there are, like, again, down home, there's, you can canoe and kayak to your heart's content because you're in a cove. Yeah. Uh, or, or like a sheltered area. Um, you know, if you're on, it's not like if you go to like, you, you drive out to like Bear Cove or some shit and there's like a $3 million home sitting on a cliff face overlooking the <laughs> ocean. Uh, it's not quite like that, but, uh, but yeah. So, but I love a lake too, but the only down, the big downside I would say for the lake is fuck the insects. My God, the flies, the mosquitoes, all that shit is a hell no for me. Uh, I hate, hate, hate mosquitoes so much, uh, that, uh, yeah, it's annoying. That is definitely the biggest downfall is, is, is the mosquitoes and shit. Cause yeah. you're, at a, you're at a lake, right? So, you know, there's, it's, it can be swampy and it's just like a place where mosquitoes and it's shit the are. It's breeding like, ground. It's just the nature yeah. of the beast. But I otherwise, mean, also, I mean, I love the woods. With the lake, you're in the woods, you know, like what you say with the, with the ocean is you get the same thing with the nature and you yeah. just birds chirping and the you know just the just the whole part of it like even where i live you know i see bunny rabbits and fucking like yeah, yeah. deer and you like you just you name it it's just something peaceful about it um it feels like you're like in part with the nature um but listen ain't no one complaining about a lake or a beach no either one is a blessing so you know they're oh, a-okay with me i think I think for me, I, I'd probably enjoy a beach uh, at a different stage in life. But right now, I'm I'm a, I'd be a lake guy. Uh, Logan asks, "What is your secret to staying productive?" Staying productive, stop <laughs> not stopping. That's pretty much it. I can literally, like, when I tell you guys, I am not joking. I probably work to some degree. If I'm up for 16 hours in a day, I'm working 14 hours. Like, I am not joking. Uh, I'm not even just saying that to, to weird flex. That's just how I am. So it's either I'm streaming, I'm doing voiceover work, I'm doing real estate work or uh, analyzing things, or at the very least, I'm listening to an audiobook to 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 learn. Uh, I'm constantly, constantly moving forward. And I find the moment that I take a day off that's why even on my days off, like today, I I pair it with the podcast, which is theoretically work. And I also did a voiceover this morning. So it's like I still get a little bit of, of work in on days that I'm not working so that I'm not fully taking time off. Because I find when I take my foot off the pedal, I am I, I, I just I, I go into this mode where I don't want to do shit for like days. Like and I feel like I'm taking like taking time off is 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 just bad. So my thing is is when you want time off, just slow down a little bit. Still be productive, but just slow it like oh not to a complete halt, but maybe even just just before a little bit 
of a complete halt. Do something. And then that way, it's kind of like going to the gym. You know, you work out all the time. You work out, you work out. And then you take like one or two days off. And the next thing you know, it you have five days off, seven days off, and you're out of the routine. That's why I like to just take if if for example, if I'm not if I'm in a workout and I don't feel like lifting weights, and maybe it's just a cardio day. Maybe I just hit the treadmill for 30 minutes and just get active so I feel like I've done something. And that just keeps me into this grind mode so that I can just keep pushing forward. So that, that's pretty much what I do. Even if you're doing like housework and shit, it just anything that anything that gets you from just sitting around and literally doing nothing is yeah. is good to keep you keep you kind of like in that mindset. And every now and then it's good to just completely unplug yeah. because you need to, and you'll always know when you need to. And sometimes you just have to be good at recognizing when you need to, because burnout will end up getting you less productive. You like, you're technically working. It's like being a functional alcoholic. Like you're technically functioning, but you're an alcoholic. And if you weren't an yeah. alcoholic, you'd be a lot more functional. Yeah. Uh, you'd be getting more, you'd be getting more done. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, for me, uh, the, uh, any productivity that I have is I'm hyper-focused on one thing. So, um, I don't split my attention. Some people try and juggle like five or six things at once. And I feel like when I personally do that, the quality of the work or the time in which it takes me to complete that work, it's lower quality and it takes me longer. So... I find I have my list of shit that I want to get done. Uh, I prioritize it and then I focus on one thing at a time and I just hammer it the fuck out until it's done. And then once it's done, I move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Uh, And in fact, I will get annoyed or I will get irritated if things interrupt my train of thought because I'm such an intense and focused person. If I'm constantly getting my attention pulled away from what I'm trying to focus to get done, I will get Mm. angry. Uh, so so you have to let, if I'm in like work mode, somebody comes in, you know, I I love living at home and helping out the family, but, but like, uh, people in the room a lot, uh, you know, a lot of the time uh, pulling my attention away or looking for me or whatever. And I'm just trying to get, I'm just focusing. Yeah. Will slowly drive me insane. I'm so, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's just the way. that i am when you become a parent you have to learn how to multitask it's just kind of the way it fucking is but for now uh that's how i stay productive is i list it out prioritize it focus on it hammer it all out and get it out of the way as fast as humanly possible more often than not uh and then if i feel like i'm in the middle of burnout then i'll i'll take a day or i'll take an evening or whatever and i'll let my brain do dick for a few hours, watch movies, and by watch, I mean there's a movie running, but I'm probably not even processing what the fuck I'm watching. It's just on in the background, and then the next day I get up and I want to get back to it. There is something about taking some time off that you double your efforts when you get back to it, because if you, there's, a, there's a pocket. If you're interested in what the pocket is that I feel, is that when you take time off, there will come a time during your time off, you might, and this is different from just feeling like you should st- you should still be working. If you feel like you need to be working 24 hours a day, that's actually a bit of a problem because you're going to fuck yourself up doing that. Um, you have to be able to take time off. You have to train yourself to take some time off. There's a difference between that and then when you take time off, you'll feel like excited to get back to work, which is different 
from feeling like you should be working. So when you, mm. if you're a workaholic and you go to take a day off and you feel anxious or like, or you feel shame that you're not working, that's a fucking psychological problem you need to get your shit out of. Like, that's just unhealthy as fuck. <laughs> Been there, but, done that. But when you take time off and you're actually taking time off, and then there will come a time where it might be a day, might be two days. Day nine just posted where he took three days and he was like, I need a week. It's like after three days, he's like, I'm realizing how burnt out I am. Mm. You take your time and there will come until you will wake up and you'll go, I feel excited about getting back to work today and doing something. That's yep. when you know you've taken the right amount of time off and hop back to it. Yep. That's as complicated as it gets. Yep. But, uh, but that's, that's really... That's how I see it anyway. Um, 8910 asks, do you think it's disrespectful when Twitch chat discusses topics unrelated to the streamer's content? It's it. Well, yeah, it it is. It is distracting. Um, and it's also. It, 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 I, I don't I don't mind people having discussions about like random like there's been times as long as it's not political or religious or whatever I just stop that shit right I'm just like guys shut the fuck up like that's there's actually I, I I I usually preface it with guys let's just drop the political talk right now and if they keep going it's shut the fuck up I'm gonna ban you if you keep going because it's just a shit storm but if people are just talking about like random shit like uh you know, uh, their favorite recipe or whatever, I usually just let them do their thing to a degree. And then if I find it's, it's you know, I try and focus it up, you know, uh, and I normally do it in a way that I don't say, guys, stop talking about this. I divert their attention. Mm. And so I'll, I'll say, you know, I'll ask a question about what I'm doing or their thoughts about something. And that usually stops the conversation. They want to interact with me. And then I just divert it that way without being rude. Um, it doesn't happen too often though. Um, usually when it's off topic, it's usually something controversial and people are usually bitching and arguing at each other with it because a lot of time it's not even a discussion. It's usually an, an argument. Um, and you know how the internet is, right? And then the worst thing you want to do is, is you want to, you don't want to have your community bashing on each other because nobody wants to be there. So it's like, why, why would you let this go on? Yeah, I don't. I don't find it like, cause, uh, like it said, they said, do you find it disrespectful? I don't necessarily find it disrespectful. Most of the time, no. people are just looking to have a conversation with other people that that want to talk about what they want to talk about. There's nothing disrespectful about that. Um, it's disrespectful. The only time it's disrespectful is if you're talking about other streamers at the time that are streaming yeah. or some shit, where you're like, yeah. it's pulling attention. Like, that's that's just disrespectful uh, because you, you, for obvious reasons. I don't think I need to explain why that would be dis- disrespectful. As far as like random discussions or whatever, I've never had a, a problem with it. My stream chat's pretty much been that for years where people know they can talk about pretty much whatever the fuck they want as long as they keep it civil. Um, uh, I will say that while I don't find it disrespectful, sometimes when it goes on for too long uh, and it's just a few people and it's like dominating chat, um, that it's not necessarily disrespectful so much as like you should probably just find another place to have this conversation there are better places yeah. to yeah. have that conversation there have been days where i have considered uh changing my chat to to you know my and having a, a talk with my moderators about um trying to keep it focused on the stream and the stream content uh to keep people engaged with the stream 
Uh, but then I also look at it and I think to myself, and uh, you know, as a streamer, if people are in my chat and on my stream and they're not talking about the stream or the content I'm providing, I'm obviously not doing something entertaining enough to fucking talk about. And that's just the reality of it. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I would rather have them talking about something in chat than not talking at all because I'm not doing something to spur on conversation in chat. And the reality of a lot of streams is that that's just the case because not everyone is a, has 40,000 people in chat spamming different versions of, of rare Pepe <laughs> uh, in chat uh, because the bigger the chat gets, the less substantial the, dis- the discussion gets because, the, you know, it's just chat's just a con- like a stream of fucking conscience of, of thousands of people. So uh, in emote form. So, you know, it, you have to – there is a line – and I know in the last couple of streams I've had, that line has gotten pushed a bit in terms of, like, the chat just being dominated by two or three people talking about a completely off-topic thing where I know they're both they're both members that are part of the Discord, and they could just take that shit to Discord and have have their conversation there. Yeah. Do they um, have a thing now in, in Twitch chat where you can, like... Have oh, the a reply, private conversation now, or, the, or is you know, it's it, a reply I, thread thing that's oh, completely right. stupid, um, yeah. uh, broken as fuck, does not work the way they intended, never will, they should never have put it in, and once again, hire better UI and UX developers Twitch for the love of God, please fucking God, they don't do a good job, please stop. It's already dead. Insert beating dead horse meme. Your UI UX team needs more training. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jorbach, have you ever tried popsicles made of pureed fruit, their fire, blueberry watermelon? I have, yes. and they are fire. I had one last night in bed. We Boom. have them right now in our freezer. It's Boom. the only like popsicle that we'll give Kai. So we have like uh, those and I eat them more than he does, and they're delicious. Ah, <laughs> uh, Doctor Samurai asks: Between which reboot, Rush Hour, Men in Black, or or, or Bad Boys, which uh oh, oh would you uh, which oh between which reboot would oh would you two want to star in, and who plays what character? Oh, I'm I'm going Rush Hour, and I'm playing Chris Tucker all day. Um. I'm sure, and I'll be the I'll I'll be Jackie Chan somehow. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's e- it's either that it's it's yeah. I I I'd go at Rush Hour, dude. Yeah. I, I just think Rush Hour is just more fun. I think it's just although the new obviously Men in Black. Men in awesome. Black obviously, Men in Black. You'd be Will. I'd be K. So you'd be J. I'd be K. That this that would be the easiest. Yeah. Because personality wise. They're Very almost close. the exact match. K yeah. and me and you and Jay. I mean, it's pretty much fucking bang on. So yeah, but yeah, sure. I'll be, I'll be Jackie Chan. I'll be the six foot six white Jackie Chan. That sure. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Oh, Carpenter K asks if I were to do a road trip from where I live on Vancouver Island to the East Coast, would it be worth coming to Halifax? And what stops would you recommend along the way? I mean, seeing seeing any place in the country you live in is almost always worthwhile. I mean, it's it's always good to see and experience the places because 
Um, you know, otherwise all you have to go on are like stereotypes that you just hear about all the time. And it's why basically nobody in Ontario knows anything about fucking the entire Eastern half of the country, even though technically and ironically, Ontario is part of the Eastern half of the country. Um, you know, as far as most Torontonians are, are, are concerned, Halifax doesn't exist. They don't even know where it is on a map. They probably don't even know what the fuck Nova Scotia is on a map half the time. It's just uh, the reality of it. It's always good to get out and experience your country as best you can. Um, and is Halifax worth coming to? Absolutely. Halifax is yep. a beautiful city. Yep. Nova Scotia is a beautiful province. Yep. Um, you know, uh, uh, and it's a different feeling. The East Coast and West Coast are very different lifestyles, very different mindsets, very different people. And it's nice to be able to experience that shit. Um, what stops along the way? I mean, if you're in Vancouver, you've probably already been to a lot of them um, on that side of the country. So, like, Banff National Park or the Badlands uh, going in through uh, Alberta or, like, Lake Louise and shit like that in through all there. There's all sorts of amazing off-the-Trans-Canada Highway stops that you can make through there. In the prairies, I have no clue. I don't even know if there's a landmark in the prairies to be honest with you, but driving through them can be beautiful depending on the time of year because farmlands in their respective times of the year are very beautiful to drive through, especially sun setting. You know, the classic image of the sun setting over top of fucking wheat fields, as it turns out, is also dope in real life. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely, um, lots of scenery to take in there when you get into, um, when you're getting it over into Ontario, Ontario is fucking massive. I mean, you could do Great Lake stuff. You could stop in, obviously Niagara Falls is like the one thing everyone wants to see. Um, CN Tower, if you still want to believe that anyone gives a shit about the CN Tower, like it's 1996. Um, uh, you know, you could stop in, maybe see a, a, a professional sports game or whatever, if you're into, into that kind of thing. Um, get down into, uh, when you start driving down in through Quebec, old Quebec city is probably the biggest highlight of Montreal. If you're, if you're sightseeing Montreal is yep. a city itself, go get yourself a smoked meat, uh, sandwich, uh, maybe walk down St. Catherine street. If only for the experience at like 11 o'clock in the morning, having weird, short, balding men, hawk fucking, uh, pamphlets at you to go into a strip club before noon. Um, you know, uh, experience the nightclub life in, in Montreal. If you're of that age, you're I into miss that Montreal. shit. I miss it. Uh, I gotta go back one of these days, man. It's been years. I think since 2013 or 14, since I've been to Montreal. Yeah. Probably, probably around the time we went. Yeah. Like you and I, I went and met Kentucky and got fucking. Yeah. I went, I went one time after the, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, uh... Lots of places to see, alright? Adam's going through the entire fucking Canada well, here. Well, he's asking to go from, from, from Vancouver shit. Island, so, Well, Google you know. best places to go and check, uh, you know, in Canada. I mean, there's some awesome spots. You know, Nova uh, Nova Scotia's the last one. We'll stop Nova Scotia on the East Coast, right? Alright, so I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple on the East Coast. Newfoundland, go see the Viking settlements. That shit's dope. New Brunswick... There's not a lot in New Brunswick, I'm just going to be fucking honest with you. Nova Scotia, Cape Breton Cabot Trail, Fire Drive, almost any time of the year except for winter. That's a bad choice. Don't fucking do that shit. <laughs> but Cabot Trail. And then Halifax as a city is great. Lots of great places for food. 
Boardwalk is is uh, is beautiful. If you can somehow, depending on the time of year, Busker Festival is always fun time to be down on the waterfront. Stuff like that. But just go and enjoy yourself. Look some shit up. Lots of exciting stuff you can do across the country. And, uh, and yeah, there you go. Adam, could you repeat that list, please? Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> I could try. Uh, let's get one more in here. Uh, this is a random one, and I'm just gonna fucking say it anyway. Uh, actually, wait, no, two. One's really quick, and it comes in from our man, AC, Aaron Carter. Mm. When you buy clothes, do you wash it before you wear it? Difference between buying from a new retail store versus, say, like a uh, secondhand shop? Uh, well, I don't really shop at secondhand places, so at least I haven't in a long time. If I did, I would definitely be washing clothes. Um, as for new, no. Um, the only time I think I ever really would wash clothes it, it, new would be if they were like jeans. Like sometimes. Um, they, you know, they, they say you should wash a pair of jeans before you, you use them. Mostly for the Um, dye. Yeah. So that's like the only time I'd ever, I'd ever really do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeans I'd wash first time. I, most of the time they get washed, but not because I'm like intently trying to wash them. Um, you know, I, I have shopped secondhand many times in, uh, in my life because, Sometimes it gets to be hard to find regular clothes in regular stores for somebody <laughs> my size, and so it gets easier sometimes in secondhand places. Um, obviously, you want to wash all those. A general rule of thumb is somebody's probably worn the shit that you had on at least once. Yeah, so probably. You might as well wash it at least once. I normally don't, but you don't. Do you have to care that much about it? No. Um. Last one, loose caboose. This is a random question. I have to ask this question. As wrestling fans growing up, excuse me. As wrestling fans growing up, how surprised were you to see Macho Man Randy Savage getting a cameo in the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man film? Oh, jeez, I forgot about that. And a bone saw is ready. <laughs> and uh, our, uh, and were you happy to see him, or did it feel sell outy? I had no idea that uh, that was him when I first watched the movie. Most people wouldn't because he was almost unrecognizable. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't really have an opinion on it one way or another. Like I did, I didn't even. There's nothing about, about it. that that sellout whatsoever. He was yeah, he was no. pretty much irrelevant as a wrestler at that point. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, there's tons of wrestlers uh, have tons of cameos, especially in wrestling uh, scenes and yeah. and different things like that. Like or they'll always... be like they'll be they'll be like the fucking bouncer at a club, or they'll be like like but well, was it, who is it? Who is in John Wick? Is Batista? Uh, was it was Batista in John Wick? Who was it? Who was the wrestler in John Wick that was the the fucking guard that he had a talk with? Uh, and he like gave him the night off or whatever. He was like, you working, John? He said, yeah, and take the night off. And then he let him go. He took his earpiece out, and then he walked away. Was that Batista? I don't think no, so. No, Kevin Nash. Okay. Yeah. It's Kevin Nash. Uh, did you see um, Peanut Butter Falcon yet? And he probably tore both of his quads doing that scene. What? Did you Pe- watch Peanut Butter Falcon? No, no, but I know we talked about Dude. that in the podcast before. I never even saw it on any of my streaming services, like, anywhere. You should watch it. It's a. It's totally. It's like a wrestling movie. Uh, it's about a kid that has Down syndrome and he yeah, wants yeah. to be a wrestler. 
And um, Jake the Snake has a really big, like, part uh, like a pretty big part in it. I think it's Jake the Snake. I'm almost certain it was, uh, uh, yeah, Jake the Snake's in it, and I think another wrestler's in it too. But um, it's a good movie, man. It's a yeah. really good movie. Oh, you should saw, check it yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can get my hand my hands on it. Uh, for me, I mean, no, I, I don't have any opinion on it really. I mean, that movie was fucking terrible anyway. But the the uh, it wasn't sellouty. He was irrelevant as a wrestler, so it's not like they were getting a push on a fucking promotion by having him in there. Uh, he was almost unrecognizable, mostly because at that point he was so roided out of his fucking mind that he looked like a different human being. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, he had cut his hair and dyed it black and, and, uh, he was, I mean, that was right before he friggin' died pretty much. I mean, that wasn't long before he died. I think it was, uh, it was been, or was it? I can't remember anymore. Anyway, uh, that dude was roided out of his fucking mind for that, that role. And, um, for me, if anything, <laughs> it just reminded of like other wrestlers that get out of wrestling that then look for other gigs and they're just like roided out and they're just used for their like for for next to nothing and then they're probably paid almost nothing and then that's the show. Yep. Cuz that's kind of the life of especially especially still back then um the life of a wrestler. So uh yeah, so that was more of how I viewed it because uh, wa- looking at him it was like you're watching a dude trying to like keep his youth steroided like crazy, uh still trying to be the big huge guy uh and the big personality and whatever and and you know you're just looking at him like macho you gotta put the fucking put the needle down bro yeah put the needle down bro put the needle down just Um, drop the needle so that was it anyway ladies and gentlemen it's another take off podcast another one down the down the tubes it's another one done we'll see you guys next week thank you so much once again hit the like button and comment if possible first hour of every fucking video Hit the bell icon so that you have the chance of seeing yes. when one of these videos go up. Because yes. that is how you, we beat the algorithm. That's it. Comment about the podcast. I love seeing comments that are like jokes about the algorithm. But if you can mm. make it topical, even better. Even better. Even better. But that's how you have to be. That's really, that's it. That's why you get like people on Twitter that are like uploading. It's processing. Get ready. Fuck it looks like you're like prepping your entire fucking like social media platform to go and like it and comment for that exact reason. It's the only way to escape it. So uh, this is us trying to uh, trying to do just that. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much as always for all the support. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that show. We will be back next week for another one right here. Same time, same place, same bat channel. And until then, thank you once again. Stay safe out there, guys. Wear a fucking mask, wash your hands, and peace. Peace.